Recording from the Ethel Studios, this is Craigie Too Crunk, and you're listening to the Talking Small Podcast. If you do not like it, call your doctor, go to the hospital, and have your balls chopped off. Oh yeah! Something that beautiful should have something beautiful. Harley looks at her cock and goes, you talk about you? Big butthole blast. Harley, that's some real initiative by the executive producer to try to bump the ratings. Soup's only, dude? Oh, if we're talking like broccoli cheddar soup, dude. Oh. Yeah, party girls. Ooh, yeah. Blonde-haired sisters. I'm in love with the stripper. Oh, Grandma, it's when guys send Danielle dick pic. So I was younger than her when I was beaten off to her. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag statutory beat all. Yo, welcome back to the Talking Small Podcast, the podcast platinum here in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, recording from the Garden District, making podcast platinum for y'all ears only. Thank you for the viewers. Big month in February, following a big month in January, getting popping. We got uh, we got Ali Knobs here, aka Ali Wombag, aka Gets No Puss, aka Slippery When Wet. <laughs> what the fuck? So all awful nicknames that aren't my nickname. No, I like the last one. <laughs> <laughs> Slippery when wet. Oh, you son of a bitch. I see what you did there, you fucking bastard. And and now, that other voice becoming a regular, Chrissy T, a.k.a. newly dubbed Chrissy Tadpole. <laughs> Why? Because he doesn't have a hog or a frog. He's a little bit on the small side. <laughs> well, just like a tadpole, I'm growing. He's growing up to be a frog. That's what he's shooting for. No wonder he's a big fan of micro penis porn. Yeah, I never seen a tadpole become a hog, my man. All right, Harley. Now, we were supposed to be recording this podcast around 839, but you ran into some uh interference. What the hell happened to you? Normally Chris is the late one for the podcast when he goes out on 10 cent margarita runs. <laughs> All right, so I do feel I gotta apologize. Apologize for this one. Um, I uh, I was on my way home uh, from work. I worked a late. I was get, I had to go home, grab the studio equipment. I started talking to our buddy Craigie Two Crunk on the phone. I wasn't paying attention. I needed to stop and get some gasoline. The car was telling me I had about 50 miles to go. No big deal. 50 miles. I got plenty of time to get some gas. Or I thought I did. <laughs> I started going up that Mississippi River Bridge. And if you ever came from the west side of Baton Rouge, a.k.a. the best bank, and went to the east side, that bridge is quite steep. So I put on, I pressed the pedal down to the flow, and all of a sudden I went from 20 to 40 miles an hour very slow. Um, I went across, basically across the bridge, coasted all the way down, got off at the first exit, and uh, had to, my car died, pulled over the side of the road, and Craigie Too Crunk had to come bring me some gasoline. <laughs> so you had 50 miles. It, your car was Supposedly. Telling, you ha, your car is one of the newer cars that, like, that doesn't have a gauge. They just tell you how much you have no, left? No, it, I mean, it tell, it's got a gauge, and the gauge showed that I was above the fucking bottom line. I was like an eighth of a tank. So it was like the, it's complete lies, and I've taken it lower than this. This is like Kramer and the guy from the car lot taking the uh, Volvo or whatever it was. No, it wasn't a Volvo, was it? It was a... Um, 
No, it might have been. Doesn't anyway, matter. Seinfeld reference. Anyway, taking a pass to E. This thing didn't even touch the E. Didn't get close to the E. And uh, I waited in the hood of Baton Rouge for about 20 minutes for Craigie Two Crunk to bring him some gas. It wasn't close to E, but you were moving slow like Turtle, right? Atarash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I was a little, little late. Uh, podcast is kicking off a little later than, than expected, but... Uh, should be good to go. Have you ever run out of gas like that before? I've never run out of gas. I've always given my wife shit because she likes to take it to the fucking E or the light comes on. No light came on. Said I had plenty of mileage. I was planning to stop before, but I got distracted talking to Craig. Of course, about work shit. And uh, (laughs) I'm just lucky I made it over the bridge. Craig would have been really pissed if he had this. If I was just stopped on the bridge and he had to come bring me gas, Craig would have been pissed. And you know he wouldn't have hurried when he got out of the car and all that traffic. That that bridge is a fucking nightmare, too. There's always traffic on that goddamn bridge. So uh, when we were in high school, Whiter called me. Hey, man, I ran out of gas. Can you come bring me some? So I bring him some. And then a couple of years ago, my dad was using my truck, and he ran out of gas in my truck. And I was thinking, like, how the fuck can that happen? Like, uh, giving him so much shit for it. Well, just over the Christmas break, <laughs> it done happened to me. <laughs> and I called my I called my dad. Dad, I think I ran out of gas. Could you bring me a little you bit? Think, you think, son? <laughs> well, it's it's one of those things where. I mean, you can kind of feel it happening, and you're hoping you ran out of gas because you hope it's not something yeah. worse. It's not like a oh, I know I ran out of gas, so much as because I thought I had gas. It was oh fuck, is my car fucked up? I've been having gas a lot lately. <laughs> so if you weren't on the phone with Craig, who would you have called to come bring you gas? All right, so that's the funny part of this story is, I so I call I, I kind of I was on the phone with Craig and I told him, man, fuck, I should have got gas. When I was going up the bridge, but I hung up on him, and uh, so I was—I would need to concentrate. Evidently, I might need to do some maneuvering. So I ended up the exit I got off. I—I I, I was like, "Fuck!" And I immediately called Craig, and and he's gonna bring me gas. And I'm not thinking about it. All of a sudden, I—you know—I'm like, "I wonder how far the gas station is away from me." It was three blocks. I could easily walk there and got gas and came back before Craig made did it. Did Craig give you any shit for that? Like, did he even oh, mention Craig it? Oh, Craig had a shit-eating grin on his face. <laughs> oh, and he enjo- so he enjoyed rescuing the damsel in distress. Well, he's used to me having to bail him out. Uh. <laughs> well, not only do you feel completely powerless because your vehicle has no power and you're stranded <laughs> in the hood, but now you just gave all the power to Craig's little <laughs> shit-eating grin, Under Armour-wearing ass. Shows up in his squinty eyes and his gym shorts. But, Al, you made a good point on, um, like, you know how much miles you can normally go, and it, you can you get reset it every time you get gas. And the problem I had was, is my battery had died <laughs> the day before. So Car I just, troubles. I just replaced the battery. And all that shit got wiped out. So I was like, yeah, because when you replace the battery, I have an uh, electronic one. So if you have the one that... So it's a little different. My car's 2005. He's got to up me on the technology. Yeah, mine's an 01. Um... (laughs) 94. Yeah, but yours is German. <laughs> Mine's cheap. <laughs> yours is German and probably like was worth 40,000. Not 40. I don't you, know. Hey, yours is an access power in itself, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bro. Me and two chains. All we drive is foreign. Hey, but just because it's a Toyota Camry don't mean it ain't foreign. But if you watch the 
Um, oh shit, the man in the high castle. You mm. know that you know that the Nazis got better technology than the Japanese. See, when people start talking about Amazon shows, you lose about ninety percent of references. That's fine. It just means the Nazis got better technology. Hey, Craig, back me up. You uh, mean the Nazis? Would they have already build that fucking wall, Craig? Well, all right. So that's why Harley's late to the podcast. Normally. I wanted to lead the podcast off with some congratulations. You know, the Talking Small podcast, I saw a lot of viewers out there this weekend, and they've been hitting us up on social media and text messages and stuff. So I want to say congratulations to one of our, uh, you know, great friends of the pod, good friends in real life, better friend of the pod than us. But uh, congrats to Fat Vader, a.k.a. Joey Sal. He's got a baby on the way. He's already got it named Soda Soltage. So <laughs> big props to Joey. See, I kind of fucked up the no last names there, but it, the kid's not even born yet, so I can say the last name, right? Yeah, congratulations, Joe. If that kid ru- ruins our time on the road trip to t- uh, Knoxville, just watch the LSU Tigers beat the fuck out of Tennessee in Neyland Stadium. I'm going to be quite upset with you and that baby. And I can say the last name, too, because it might not even be his. Like, he just knows his wife's pregnant. Like, it could be. Luckily with Joe, he doesn't need a DNA test. He just needs to see the schnoz. Exactly. Baby schnoz saltage. Do they have a middle name picked out? I'm thinking Pop. Mm, That seems. That's a little on the nose. (laughs) (laughs) And also, another big congratulations to our boy Double D. The man's wheeling and dealing, pulling grown man moves, selling his house, flipping that shit for a profit, and buying some new real estate. So, shout out to him. Also been an avid listener of the podcast ever since we've been on iTunes. Harley, what else? Uh, The podcast is also on some other media, right? So, we're also on Stitcher, Google Play, the TuneIn app. Uh, We also are available on SoundCloud. Or get our RSS feed on any pod app you want they're very easy to use you can download for wi-fi listening so you don't have to use your data all you got to do is be semi-competent my sister can figure it out al can figure out don't ask eric because he can't fucking figure out anything yeah he can't figure out how to get a job how to get laid (laughs) the man's struggling in the world there so so i don't want to focus on eric too much but i also want to give another big shout to the 2016 Guest of the Year by a landslide vote and a record number of votes. Almost, How many votes? I think there was like 37. Oh, so, record number. Yeah, that's a record number for between last year. Last year, Bob somehow you know stuffed the ballot box with like 10. Russia Bob, hacked it. Bob always stuffs. <laughs> so, um, yeah, J Bone won. I think he had over fifty percent of the vote. So congratulations, J Bone. Congrats, J Bone. Congrats, J Bone. Yeah, there we go. Love having you as a guest, and we look forward to more appearances. Definitely, definitely looking for more appearances. Um, the other thing we have a little housekeeping note, and we want to give everybody a, a shout out really early. Uh, March eighteenth in the Garden District of Baton Rouge, St. Patty's Day Parade. We will. Be hosting a talking small party and prep for the parade. Come on down, and the rumor is there will be T-shirts. Ooh. Not just T-shirts, they're tanks. It's Louisiana March. You better bring those fucking guns out. It's gonna be suns out, guns out, 
Did you settle on tanks over t-shirts because of all the German volume training you've been doing? First of all, tanks are the better play in Louisiana. When you're out parading, you need as much like free arm movement as possible, least resistance to grab as much beads as you can. Plus, Chris, you can show a little tat. Also, an under we just had Mardi Gras here, which we'll get to, but uh, another plus of tanks and beads is you throw the beads on, you're not going to get ring around your collar with whatever the color be- cheap beads are rubbing off on you. So that's another plus. Plus, St. Patrick's Day green. The tanks, what color are they? They're going to be green. I already have them. I'm getting them embroidered this weekend with a little design. Em- embroidered? Screen or- printing, whatever. I, I don't know. I haven't been there yet. Embroidered is like stitching. Like that's... You know embroidery, mean. I mean, I think it's a more generic term than just stitching. All right, gotcha. Anyway, look out for those. And guess what, guys? If you retweet the podcast, this episode of the Talking Small Podcast, you will be entered to win one of these shirts. Limited edition. I think there's going to be only 10 or 11 of them made. Talk about incentive. And we could make more, but it's not going to be for a while. So get those retweets in. Get those faves. We need fa- we need retweets. We don't need faves. Also, another thing. Let's let's discuss a little pregame since we mentioned St. Patrick's Day. What should we do? Should we do our Power Hour episode before we go out and catch the parade? That sounds like a great opportunity. We've been talking about it forever. I like it. See, also. If we're going to do the power hour, should I also, I've been thinking about making some sort of uh, throwback, you know, swamp frog type green drink. First of all, I haven't had that in forever, but if I'm doing the power hour before, I'm not sure if that's necessary. Last time, St. Patrick's Day, Craig uh, didn't end up too well for him, so I don't want to be charged for vehicular manslaughter, aiding vehicular manslaughter. That's a great thing about having party headquarters right here. You just a short walk to the parade route, no driving required. All right, let's get it. And this time, hopefully there won't be any dogs in the house. I'm locking the doors. The party's going to be around here, but keep it outside. If you got to pee, we have an empty lot next to us. We got a yard. We got a yard and we got plants that need water and and fertilizer. So, again, that's March 18th here in uh, the Garden District of Baton Rouge. Come down for the St. Paddy's Day Parade. It's one of Baton Rouge's most festive events. Parade starts at 10 a.m., so get here 8 or whenever you want. They said it's the Red Sticks' best stick. <laughs> I'll allow it. All right, what do you guys want to get into? We just had Mardi Gras. You want to get into a little Mardi Gras madness? Uh, party Gras is always a good time. Is, uh, speaking of the Red Sticks' best stick, is it, is it better than Spanish Town? Because apparently that Baton Rouge Mardi Gras parade is pretty they, they actually say the St. Patty's Day brings more honeys to the yard. Really? More milkshakes? Shamrock shakes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've never done the Spanish Town Parade, but I was in a in a uh, road trip with one of my coworkers who's an older guy who's been around for a while, and he's been to a bunch of Mardi Gras parades, and he went to the he, he kept hearing people talk up the Spanish Town Parade. He, he went there, he goes, that eh, sucks. He goes, I mean, it's all right if you're not used to parades, but he's saying New Orleans is way better. I've always kind of got the vibe that it was good for Baton Rouge. So that right. tells you all you need to know. Well, how, well how, did you, how much fun did you have the St. Paddy's Day last year? I had a fucking blast. <laughs> St. Paddy's Day was fun yeah, as shit. Totally. And we missed like half the parade. Did we? 
I think so. We were over here drinking. We did not keep track of time very well. Well, we had fun at, at Bercier's that one year. And then yeah. the, a year or two before that, we all went over to one of uh, one of our buddies' teaching girls' place and had a blast over there. So St. Paddy's Day gets, uh, gets lit in BR. It starts early. Early and often. It makes it even better that this place is so goddamn convenient. It's, it's a block like, away. It's a hundred yards away. Yeah. Hey, come come down. We'll hey, be so uh, live pod. Yeah, come yeah, come on down. Power hour pod. T shirts, baby. Fuck it. Tanks, bro. So yeah, we missed uh, the Spanish town parade, like I was saying, because we were all at Mardi Gras in New Orleans. What were the highlights? What do you want to get into there? Yeah, Harley, uh I think you should lead it off since you did something different than the rest of us. Well, yeah, I had a, as Craig likes to say, a vendor treat uh, my wife and myself to uh, a, a balcony experience on Bourbon Street. Mm, tell me more. So one of the big things about Mardi Gras is it's always tough to find a good place to take a piss. And it's, good, it's tough to find a good place to grab some food near the parade route. So one of the things that... We ended up doing, and the wife likes, is we go to this thing every year. It's a balcony on Bourbon Street. They got bathrooms in there, open bar, uh, all-you-can-eat food and shit. And this is the, the vendor pays for this? Yeah, I pay nothing. Yeah, it, for you guys who don't have jobs and don't know what a vendor is, like if you work for a company and they have uh, they get sold shit, they sell shit to your company, they try to butter you up so you buy more stuff and you like them more. So that's what a vendor is, just for the uninitiated. So so we go down there, and I think it started at 7. I rolled in about 7.30. Uh, Jack, Jack and Coke started going down hard. You might have saw some of the Snapchats. I think I, I think I went double digits in there. I don't necessarily remember the drinks. That's a lot of sugar. You should have just been drinking Jack. Okay, well, oh, that's debatable. I felt fine the next day, so winner for me. Um so the, the big thing is the vendor supplies all the beads. You get the balcony. You go out there. You, you basically sit there. And I will tell you that there are all sorts of lovely tits. What street are you unlovely on? unlovely tits. Bourbon. It's Ooh. Bourbon in St. Louis. So it's right there at the Bourbon View balcony is what I was in. What's the ratio of lovely to unlovely? First of all, I'm an equal opportunity tit viewer. I believe I said this about this time last year on the podcast. I'll look at any tits at least once. Uh, but, yeah, most of them are, are not not pretty. I will tell you that the fat chicks, when you ask for them to show tits, they are so surprised that, that you're asking for them. They do it, like, immediately. They don't even look at what kind of beads you have in your hand. They just they just are so happy that someone wants to see them them uh, boobies. So the cute, the the ones who you would suspect have good tits will negotiate for yes. better beads. Yes, they they will sit there and try to barter, and you got to kind of talk them into it. Now they can't really hear you, so you if this is all like body motion, and what I realize is pink beads get the titties a lot more than like your normal color beads. Evidently, they see these pink and they're exotic because not everybody's got pink. Normally, it's a lot of purple. A lot of uh, gold, some green, uh, normal like white, some other colors. Pink gets the tits, and I saw a pair of boobs that will rival the chick in the black dress. Where's that Snapchat? Okay, so this is the other thing: is I feel kind of creepy when I'm holding the beads and the phone. I feel like 
This is like uh, like modern day girls gone wild creeper dude. And I feel like that's not the best look. So I was trying to like sneak the snaps with it. And then it's tough to zoom in and throw the bead. So I got what I got. I I, I have the tits up here atop the head. Yeah, what happened to the GoPro strategy for a creeps for your uh, girls gone wild? I, I really just forgot about it and didn't bring it. That's yeah. all on me. It's, it's 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 a little bit too much work. But uh, so you're saying the larger women are more eager beavers to show their uh, to show what their mama gave them. Oh oh, definitely. Now and- me. Me and Chris have watched many episodes of Cops. Did anyone do anything illegal and show their genitals? Cops Mardi Gras. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I didn't see any penises or anything like that, which was a good thing. Uh, or vaginas. or. or uh, uh, there was an ass that came out. Uh, for- Is that illegal, Chris? Yeah. So, I, I mean, there was an ass that came out for a second, but I don't know. But anyway, the good pair of tits, she actually showed twice and I pelted her with beads both times, like a bunch of. How many pingos. times have you jerked off to that since? None. It's you're not like, you can't just jerk off to bourbon tits. Like that doesn't work. It spank bank. Okay. Have how many times have you used spank you got a really bank? Really sad spank bank. If you're thinking eh, about flashing, I don't know. I like a good flash. No, have you, you ever jerked off to a flash? Okay, then shut the fuck up. A flash up. porn or a flash memory? This Not po- hentai flash porn. <laughs> <laughs> Leave Joe out of this. He's having a kid. The spank bank the- is sexual encounters, not just flashes. Eh, something in the spank bank can get your your search engine history a humming. At least in my book. What, you, what you does that get- mean? Something in your spank bank can all right, get your so, search history. All right, all right. Follow me here. I'll get into the fucking creep zone. All right, say you go to the beach for the week. Some chick has a nip slip or whatever. You go home the next weekend. You Google, you know, tits, beach, whatever. And you fucking jerk off to a girl having sex on the beach. You've never done that? Dude, your spank bank sounds like... That's not a spank bank. I'm saying it's a fucking a motivated porno search. First of all... Any porn search that starts with nip slips on the beach seems like a sad and unfulfilling porn endeavor. I said beach tits, and that's a very popular genre. No, I'm trying to watch real porn. This is way worse than Bob watching mom fucked mom big tit milk <laughs> five minute clips. That's awful. All right, well, hey, to each his own. First of all, I didn't think I, I don't think you've ever done this. Done what? Look up fucking. Beach tits on the internet. I've done it all the time. You you might have Googled like St. Louis Cardinals bikini chicks, but that's about <laughs> it. You need to up that's your- a, Harley, that's a little inside baseball. Come on, that's good. That's good. You need to up your porn game, my friend. Hey, Chris, you're a porn connoisseur. Not everyone can be on nubile films 24-7. All right, so anyway. Hey, tweet us at Talking Small Ad. Tell us what's in your spank bank. Did you see? Now what's in your spank bank. Has has Have you ever got motivated to search for something in a porno after having a real life, uh, you know, Har- whatever? Harley's, you- Harley's question is way better. Tweet us at what's in your spank bank. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Harley, did you see any, any cops come by and bust up the flashers? Uh yeah, there was they had the fucking horse patrol like we talked about the oh, other God. overzealous and they had come through and like I called it right on five and they just go through and doop 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 just knocking people out of the way. Bourbon Street's basically uh it's like a 
New England Patriots Super Bowl parade. It's, but way better. It's wall to wall. People can't move. They're all looking for Tom Brady, a.k.a. the tits. And you, you, you just got everybody's just packed. And there's nowhere you're going. And then they're trying to put cops with horses through the middle of it. It's like Moses coming down the Red Sea. <laughs> So, and this is what makes Harley's setup from this vendor so fucking clutch. Because he sees all the fucking minions downstairs, fucking crowded, High pushing, society. shoving. Everyone fucking scrambling, trying to see, being bull pervs, trying to see tits. Harley's got a bird's eye view of some boobies. He's got the beads. He's got the drinks. He's got the bathroom stuff. He's fucking big dick on campus Steve Dice status right here. Well, the good thing is, is... Like, I remember when I was one of those commenters on the street. Basically, I'm looking up at the balcony as who's got good beads. And you can always tell when someone's about to get some tits. Then you try to run under that balcony and look Harley's, back for the Harley's tits. running. <laughs> yeah, that you don't want to miss the tits. I don't understand this. You scurry under the balcony, <laughs> you look over, and you look for some tits. When you're on the balcony, they're actually showing the tits to you. They're meant for you. It feels a lot more personable. Oh, it feels God. Like my, well, a lot more rewarding experience. He likes that eye contact. When you're on the balcony, you control the tits. When you're on the bottom, you're just hoping for <laughs> scraps of Yeah, tits. you're like Danny DeVito. You just hope for some scraps. It's like National Enterprise. They give you the tools to be your own boss. So, no, that was a, that was a lot of fun. Uh, I got the wife ended up driving me home later that night, and uh, why'd you go home, dude? That's it's Friday night. There's there's still the rest of the weekend, Monday, Tuesday. Like, why would you why would you leave a good time? Well, I went I went home to boil crawfish the next day, so that was a fucking good time too. Chris, I mean, he always leaves, so. Hey, sometimes you gotta get home, man. He's, he's got a zoo to get back to. I, I, I <laughs> we bought a zoo. Hey, I thought I saw Chris eating crawfish on Saturday too. So we'll get to that later. <laughs> we'll get to that later. Yeah. So, uh, me and Chris, you got there on Friday, same day as Harley got all this tit action. Where were y'all during this time? Because were y'all on Bourbon Street or anything like that? We, I never went. To, we never even went close to Bourbon Street. We didn't Street. go to the quarter at all. Closest we got was Lee Circle. Yeah, which is which is a shit show. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the first night I get I get there, I leave, I take like a half day of work, and I run into a little traffic, not the greatest, but uh, I get there, I get there. Chris is already shit faced. What time did you get down there, Chris? It's not true at all. You were drunk. No, not at all. Yeah, you were definitely drunk. You it doesn't matter. You Snapchat girl thought I was drunk that night. I was dancing over here. I was stone cold sober. Wait, just because you were acting like a goddamn idiot, that's why we thought you were drunk. Just because I act like a goddamn idiot doesn't mean I am drunk. Well, you were slurring your words and you had your eyes rolled back. But, I mean, you, you, were, you were still partying, so not a big deal. So, Friday night, meet up with Chris, meet up with everybody. We go out. See Chris chatting it up with the Perry twins. <laughs> and for you guys who don't know, they're like the Cuban version of Tegan and Sarah, but without talent. Oh, they got talent. <laughs> <laughs> Hogs or frogs, Chris? Well, they're twins, so they both got to have the same, right? You would think. Now, if you guys don't get the Tegan and Sarah reference, both of these guys grew up in the neighborhood next to our buddy Eric, who's been on the podcast before. And uh, and they're twins, and one of them came out of the closet, and then the other one came out like a year later. 
This is official. We can keep this on there. Yeah, why? Why not? I I, there's not anything wrong with that. No, there's I'm not. I just, but I don't want to out somebody on the podcast. If they've outed themselves. I mean, we we just all like worldwide. Chris out, just like Chris outed himself as being a tadpole. Harley, I'm going hog, and I'm going hog because apparently they both get a lot of ass. They and get hat. or receive. <laughs> well, I don't know. We don't. We don't get into the nitty gritty. I mean, sometimes you got to ask those questions. It might be the difference between a hog and a frog. <laughs> yeah, so Chris is talking to them, and then me and Eric come up, and I we do whatever, catch the parade and all that. Somehow at the end of this night, I, so, I black out, but I make it back to the apartment before everybody else. So I guess I was ready to pass out. So I jump in the, I jump in the backseat of the aforementioned Camry, and I pass out, and everyone gets there like ten minutes later, and uh, and they're like shaking my car back and forth. Like, were you there, Chris? No, I left. This isn't the first time you've ended up sleeping in your car in New Orleans. Like, that's not that's true. That's that's uh that's happened I think before. It, I think it is illegal to actually sleep in your car. No, it's not. Yes, it is. If the keys are in it, no. you can get a DUI. Yeah, but it's actually, I think it's illegal to sleep in your car in a public place. Well, who's going to combine them for? Tell this to Uncle Cody from Step by Step, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a, that's, I wonder if J-Bone's going to get that reference. But anyway, so I, everyone comes back like 10 minutes after me, and they see me in my car because I'm right in front of the uh, condo, apartment, whatever, and they start shaking my car. And apparently, like, I wake up. See them, wave them off, like, nah, I'm good. And then I end up waking up at 4 a.m. in the morning, and I'm like... Another missed 3 a.m. reference. <laughs> well, I want to be factual. I, wo- I woke up, looked at my phone, it was 4.07. I go, oh, fuck, what the fuck happened? It took me a second to realize where I was, and then I came back up. So basically fucking blacked out. And was this the night that someone... Uh, was drunk and ran into the parade? No, that was on Saturday. That was the next day? Yeah. That was the night of Endymion, Saturday night. You guys know the details of that? Yeah, I know the details. Well, speaking well, of... Hold on, I want to I wanna follow up on Al's story here. So, uh, Malori and I come back... This was on Friday Just night. Just save my girlfriend. Dude, you don't have to say names. Malori and I come back <laughs> on, on Saturday morning to get ready. We got there about 10 o'clock in the morning. Start drinking, get ready to go to the parades. We come outside on the balcony. Kirsten yells, "Ooh, there's puke in my in my succulents, some sort of plant she had." So we go outside. We all look at it. Sure enough, there's sure shit puke in this little bitty pot plant with flowers in it. So, so <laughs> who else could it have been other than your uncle Alex? You said it, it was a potted plant. It wasn't a pot plant. Oh yeah, that's what it meant. It was it was a succulent, whatever, so anyway, the, whatever the fuck that means. Yeah, so there's something in this thing we can tell. Us people are like, "What puke?" We're like, "What the fuck is that though?" Like, what got puked up? And I was like, oh. "It was carrots. You puked up carrots." I puked up baby carrots because I remember later that at at the party we were at, I was just you know taking a couple nibbles of the baby carrots. Do you remember that at all? Puking? Yeah. Not see, really. See. I'm originally inclined, like Kirsten was, to call you an asshole for that move. But when I thought about it, like, you you puked in dirt as opposed to on their balcony. I think that's the better move on your part. And it was fucking blackout drunk. Yeah. 
So anyway, the details of the uh, the hit and run. You want you want me to tell you? Yeah, yeah. Hold on. Fuck that dude of the week. Fuck that dude. Fuck that dude. Fuck that guy. And my re- immediate reaction to that is fuck that dude. He fucking deserves it too. Let's go with it. So, at Endymion, which is like the biggest parade on Saturday night, this little asshole, I can't think of his name, but he's definitely fucked that guy. So, at the Endymion parade, biggest parade in New Orleans for Mardi Gras. The Steve Dice of parades. The, the, the big swinging dick parade on campus. This guy, I can't think of his name. It's like Cossage like no other. Nicholas Russillo or something like that. That's, you gotta look up this guy's. It's that's something. not it, but you guys can look this up if you want. You we'll look, we'll tweet it. We'll tweet it. You gotta look up this guy's mugshot. He's a little twerp. So apparently his, his grandpa says he's a good guy. His grandma. So apparently he's trying to leave the parade. He rear ends a uh, a vehicle, and he's in like a he's in like a four door kind of newer Chevrolet pickup truck. Rear ends this car as someone he's, sounds jealous as he's trying to leave the uh, parade early. Realizes, hey, I don't want a DUI, so he fucking steps on it trying to get away, <sighs> and he fuck. Put your mic to your mouth. Oh, you can't hear me, sir. How's this not mic? This isn't suck dick. I thought that was suck dick. <laughs> he's never seen a dick that big. He's a tadpole, remember? So he floors it trying to get away and just fucking piles into the crowd. Runs over, I think it was ultimately 28 people before he hits a goddamn dump truck, which stops him finally. So that's how it stopped? Yeah. He fucking plowed into a dump truck finally. Hit 28 people. I think 21 went to the hospital. Five were in, like, the trauma center. Well, fortunately, he didn't kill anybody. He yeah, fucked that's, him up. Yeah, that's, that's really crazy because if you, if you guys, like, Google pictures of Mardi Gras, like, people are fucking everywhere. So you say he rear-ended somebody and then he just, like, got nervous and just plowed through everybody? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I, I, uh, I heard about this and then uh, when I was in the grocery store this week, I kind of read the front page of the paper and it said this guy was three times the legal, legal drinking limit and this is when the police measured his blood alcohol level two hours after the incident. So he was even way more fucked up than that. He was like 0.24 something. Yeah, right? so fuck this dude, man. Yeah, you don't you don't go plow into crowds at Mardi Gras and you don't drink and drive. Yeah. Nielsen Rizzuto. Yeah, fuck you, Nielsen Rizzuto. Oh, yeah, I remember that Rizzuto name because I immediately thought of Billy Madison, would you like to spell buzz? <laughs> Are you seen his mugshot? Yes, I have. Yeah, I know. Yeah. We'll, tw- we'll tweet that from the Talking Small Twitter just so you guys can see the fuck that dude on a week. And we had there was another crazy story that I didn't see the the news article or anything on it, but it was hearsay going around every, every kind of party we were at, which was... Um, if you ever been in a you know a large city or whatever, they, the city puts out porta potties so you don't have to go pee in businesses and all that shit. So uh, apparently during one of the parades, may have been in Demian too, that uh, someone was in a porta potty and had their gun go off while they were in the porta potty, and it shot out and hit someone waiting in line for the porta potty, like it, as if you didn't hate your life. 
<laughs> you know, as if you didn't hate your life, you get shot while you're la- waiting to go to the bathroom in the like the worst conditions. Like Chris, you remember going in the bathroom at Endemion? You didn't go in it. I've never seen such a terrible porta potty. Oh my god, this was the. I've been to Lee Circle like a few times, a couple years back. Porta potties were, you know, not ideal. I mean, imagine shitload of people going and pissing and shitting amongst a bunch of other people in a plastic little box. Like it's not going to be good. But the ones this year, where when we went, this was early on in the parade. Like we saw about ten or twelve floats of Endemion and got the fuck out of there where we're at. All the toilets were stacked to the complete top. There was piss everywhere. Smelled fucking awful, and it was just uh, there was a tampon all over the floor on the one I was in. Yeah, like it was fucking disgusting. Like. This is the only time I ever say I feel bad for girls is when they have to is at Mardi Gras cuz they have to they have to they have to do something to relieve themselves like even you can't even hover over this fucking thing like it's fucking disgusting What'd you do? Did you piss in the toilet? I at at my first thought was I I look I saw the toilet this was like a bigger porta potty like it had a toilet and it didn't have the side thing so I thought uh, the toilet was completely full, like up to the toilet seat with just God knows what shit, trash, piss, whatever. So I was like, I'm not going to pee in there. And it was a big porta potty. So I was like, I'm gonna, just going to piss on the floor. And then I was like, nah. And I, I just pissed on top of all that stuff. What'd I you did, do? I, I pissed on top of it. It kind of just soaked it up. Well, it see, that's why, that's why I like balcony life. That's why I'm an aristocrat now. That's why I'm above the fray. <laughs> Thanks to your vendor. Shout out to your vendor. Yeah, big shouts. Give him a link to the podcast. Us fucking peasants over here. What do you think about that? Giving the link to like get, letting someone like a vendor or someone like that, like not someone you work with at your company, but someone like you do business with, giving them a link to the podcast. Because I almost did, I almost gave a guy like that a link to the podcast. I personally, I don't really have an issue, even if somebody at work finds it. I mean, I know we say no last names, but if you want to find the podcast, you you can find the podcast. Yeah, but you don't do anything bad on the podcast. Like, I do things potentially I'd get fired for on the podcast. Okay, that's on you, bro. I'm not yeah, sending so them to people you know. All right. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm a little worried. I didn't but- know he was the fucking bad boy of the podcast, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I do shit to get fired. You're cool. <laughs> I do I do shit to get fired. You want me to sing the cops theme song? Bad boys, bad boys. What you want? How pissed would you fucking be if you were that dude waiting to go into this terrible, disgusting porta potty? And you fucking get shot, man. Uh, you forgot where, to mention... Where'd he get shot at? In the hip. You mm. forgot to mention the cocksucker whose gun went off. Just fucking... F- obviously, well, obviously, just fucking fled the scene. Just like your other guy tried to do. Yeah. But I didn't see an article on it. All, all this is kind of hearsay. Did you ever see any... Uh... <laughs> I don't want to look because I want it to be true. <laughs> I never looked, though. It sounds true. It sounds like something that would happen, so... It would definitely happen. So... On this night that we see all the porta potties piled to the fucking brim, Chris is fucking shit faced. <laughs> He's drinking red daiquiris, looking like he has lipstick on. I have this picture of him looking at one of our buddies, just like with this Steve Brule looking look on his face. It's fucking hilarious. And his girlfriend 
was just looking miserable like a hey, crit. She was sick. Yeah, we were like, she she did not look well. So they go home. The rest of us walk to a ball. We we leave. We're shouting for guys we know on the on the uh, on the parade in the floats, and they don't they don't hear us. We're yelling loud as shit. Our uh, if you listen to the last podcast, our buddy Bobby put one of our little friends uh, on his shoulder, standing on a cooler, and we're yelling our friend's name, and they're not hearing anything. People are all looking at us like we're fucking psychos. So after our boys go by, we're like. Fuck this shit. Let's go. So we go to a bar, drink for a little bit. Then we go to another bar, get two pizzas, one for the inside crowd, one for the outside crowd, smoke a joint with these chicks outside eating pizza. And then we go back and uh, and we start chopping it up. And these these girls that we know, innocent-looking girls, a couple of years younger than us, Start talking about d- doing coke. And they go, they were like, yeah, the party we were last night, some guy walked in and he came up to me and was like, hey, can I do coke off your ass? And she just looks at the guy and goes, yeah, sure. We're like, what the fuck? It's like this innocent looking blonde girl doing coke off this, uh, getting coke done off her ass and stomach and shit. And she was so fucking about it. And well, then the other girl was like. If you, if you don't ask, it, it can't happen. Like. Exactly. Shoot your shot. 2017. Shoot your shot. Isn't that exactly what she said too? Like, yes. Didn't, didn't Eric question her? Like, why'd you do that? Because he asked. She no. She just shrugged and was like, eh. and I was like, oh, she must have found this dude attractive. Like, whatever. She was like, yeah. I mean, th- that's the whole thing. It's all in your head. 2017. Shoot your shot, Harley. Like I once said in middle school, you have to shoot. To, to score, score to, to win, win the, the game. game. Exactly. Words to live by. And then her friend is like, oh, yeah, I had uh, I had one of my girlfriends do coke off of my ass. And she turns me her phone, and it's this chick in a thong and a credit card and coke. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I, I never would have expected this, but. Friends doing coke off the of other friend's ass seems like a level of friendship that I've never reached. Seems like a girl thing as well. Oh, it's definitely a girl thing. Seems like a girl. Th- Although, Chris, I think you would let Bob do coke off your ass. It depends on the hair situation because you got to watch out for hair. <laughs> well, yeah. You, you can't Bob- sniff up a fucking hair and some coke. That, that's going to ruin your high. Which is why you would never do coke off Bob's ass. His, hair, his hair, ass is way too hairy. Exactly. Fine. Not that bad. The coke won't get <laughs> caught, caught up in the hair. You gotta watch out for dingleberries too. <laughs> There's a forest down there. Oh, I'd butthole blast before it. <laughs> that would be worse for the dingleberries. I'm thinking. Maybe if you eat some pimento cheese beforehand, you'd be good. <laughs> a couple of days in advance. Yeah. So that ends up happening that night, and it ends up being like 3 a.m. And people are like, "Oh, feeling lonely." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. uh so it's the Matchbox Twenty time hits, and uh, and there's people in the living room, and they're like, "Hey, let's keep going out." And I'm like, "I'm done." And another one of the other girls is like, "I'm done too." And then they fucking end up going out, and uh, whatever. So the next day, we hit up another parade, and uh, this day was a lot about doing. Harley doing dabs, not the drug dabs, but the elbow dabs. 
I was having Chris do a lot of dabs. Why do you? Why do you, do you get annoyed by him? Because I'm watching all these snaps, and I'm thinking you're getting annoyed by the dabs. But Chris looks like he's having the time of his life by the dab. No, see, I'm encouraging every dab possible. But every time you do a snap or something, you're always like, oh, no, no dabbing. And then you see the dab. So you kayfabing on the the snap? Total kayfabe. I'm encouraging everyone to do dabs. If you saw the whole weekend, I had everyone was sending me dab Snapchats laughing and shit. Chris, as you can see on our Twitter feed, was did uh, a legendary Skittles dab, a.k.a. the White Marshawn Lynch. Why did Skittles not retweet that or like that or anything? That seemed like it. Like, well, who's got in charge of their social media? Like, fuck that dude for not just, you know, hey, like. Give it a like. All right, who's more the f- fuck that dude, the Skittles PR guy or the guy who ran into 28 people? All right, so first of all, there's no way you can compare the two. The Skittle guy's way worse. (laughs) (laughs) Joke. Yeah, so, uh, you know, we were having people do dabs. Another another gimmick we had was at these parades, you can catch stuffed animals and everything. We were stuffing our pants, acting like we had giant fupas and weird-shaped dicks and stuff, which was also high comedy to our drunken selves. It's all about stuffing. Yeah, we, we were getting random people who didn't even know us to stuff. Stuffing your pants is cool. And then another uh, another funny thing that happened was one of these floats, on these floats they eat and drink and they're just getting hammered. Well, And they have their own bathroom. I don't know. They I've do. never been on one of those yet, but they do have their own bathrooms. But on More one of, Mardi Gras aristocrats. Well, on one of these floats, they're eating a plate of crawfish, and seems like a very odd thing to eat on a, like a moving vehicle. Yeah, and these people are like normally wearing gloves and stuff too, but so they're eating a plate of crawfish and somehow drop it, and the plate hits perfectly on the ground. I, I saw it. All the right. guy grabbed a bit one of those big paper plates, loaded it up with crawfish. And tried to hand it out as if it were a spear or some sort of stuffed animal. So this was a purpose? Yes. Or as if it was some sort of Mardi Gras throw. He's like leaning down trying to hand out this plate of crawfish. And everybody's going, his floats driving by is like looking at him like, what the fuck? I don't want that plate of crawfish. So he gingerly drops it so it doesn't spill everywhere. Obviously, when it hits the ground from three, four feet up, a little bit goes around. But it, it was still intact for the most part. So I saw this entire thing happen. I said, "Ow, go grab that crawfish." Why didn't you go get the, your own? No, crawfish? no, no, no. That uh, well, that's not entirely what happened. What happened was the people it dropped in front of this group of people about 10, 15 feet away. I go, "Hey, crawfish, eat it!" We're yelling, "Hey, eat the crawfish!" And they're like, "No, oh, that's disgusting." And they go, "All right, we'll eat it." So Chris is like, "Yeah." I go, "Chris, you're gonna eat that?" And he goes, "Oh yeah, of course." So I walk over, grab the plate in front of these people. As soon as I pick up the plate, the people had dropped the front of like, "Oh, what are you doing?" And they go, "Oh, we're about to, we're gonna eat the crawfish." So I bring it over to where Chris is at, 10, 10 feet away from them. They're watching me the whole time, eyeing me down. I give it to Chris. 
Chris starts peeling the crawfish, puts it in his mouth. You know, he sees the people eyeing him down. So he's gonna, no matter if this crawfish is great, awful, whatever, he's gonna grin and be like, "Oh, this is awesome." So he eats a piece, and these people are like, "Oh!" They're like fake gagging it. They're gagging and all that. And Chris is just loving it. And Chris just like squats down and you know eats some of these. How was it, Chris? They're pretty good. I don't know why they were so disgusted. I mostly ate them. Why? Because you're getting uncontrolled seafood off a fucking Mardi Gras float that has also fell onto the ground. Yeah, but it's crawfish. It's in a shell. It's protected. Did you suck the heads? Yeah, of course. Okay, then it's not protected. I ate a couple of those crawfish purely despite how disgusted those people were. Hey, you know the Talking Small podcast likes his hardcore and unprotected, though. Did you no, da- did you dab on those crawfish? I da- I crawfish dab too. Yes. Oh yeah, we got the footage. Dabbed my ass off. Yeah. Also, if you guys listened to a couple podcasts ago, Third Reich was there rocking. This parade was throwing fedoras. You know he was rocking one. He caught one, or he was, he was rocking one and did like a fedora, like, "Hey, I got one," and giving a nod. No, no, he no, he caught it from the he caught it from the float. When I walked over there, I don't think I told you this. His dad, his uh, family was there, and his dad's got a really thick Cajun accent. And for some reason, they weren't throwing. We were catching a lot of stuff where we were standing. Yeah, where they were standing, which was literally fifty feet away, they weren't catching dick. It wasn't even fifty feet. Yeah. So uh, his dad, with this thick ass Cajun accent that I'm not going to try to <laughs> replicate, was saying, "Yeah, we're going to k- take this football right here." He had a little rubber football. He's like, the next son of a bitch that doesn't throw us anything, I'm going to peg him in the temple. We're all going to run up and grab his throws. All right, all right, so first of all, that's a dick move. And I, I do not support throwing things back at the people. Oh, I support it 100%. <laughs> when, I, when I was on the balcony Friday night, uh-oh, I was out there and I'm – you know, I'm throwing beads. I'm just look, and I look away. I got my drink in one hand. I got beads kind of rolled across my forearm and my bicep on the other one. Of course, I'm showing guns. I go over to grab my drink, and as I get it and I turn, I take a sip. All of a sudden, something lands in my hand. I caught the fucking throw this motherfucker tried to peg me with. Now you're all in big, big trouble. And, and I turn around and I look, and I'm so surprised and. I look at it, and I'm like, fuck. And I look up, and I see this jerk ass smiling with a shitty <laughs> grin on the street going, ah. Like, and he's like, like he's, oh, you caught it? Awesome, man. Like, we got some connection. I'm thinking, no, fuck you, dude. You tried to throw this at me. Took it off. Whoop, boom. Pegged his ass. Number three, fuck that dude of the week. <laughs> He just guy's like, I don't know if he's trying to play it off or he just thought he was cool, but he did not expect me to catch it. And then he was so excited, like we had some connection. Nah, dude, we ain't got no connection. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, man. So on the Sunday, we keep partying. I end up walking back home. I had to drive back for work on Monday morning. You, hold on, you're, what? You're skipping over. What am I skipping? Go for it. So after we left the party we were at, this was an earlier parade. We go over to our buddy Roscoe, the big Bosco's party. Oh, where's Ross? He lives on St. Charles, which is where the next parade's rolling right past. So we go over there. 
And he's got one of those big, like, former mansions on St. Charles that the owners, like, split it into a bunch of little apartments in the house. So, you know, it, it, it gets kind of wild there during Mardi Gras. So they got security in the fucking entrance. I forgot all about so this. So we, we got a crew walking up of about eight or so. But, we, I mean, we've been to Ross's on Mardi Gras before. So we're walking in like, hey, yeah, and we know Ross. And Ross is standing right there. And they're just fucking hassling us like... Yeah, blah, blah, blah. I'm not really paying attention. Long story short, this guy gives us these, like, fucking passes to a some sort of concert that's in a couple of weeks as our ticket. And he's like, yeah, you show these and you say, Ross, she'll get in. Well, the whole reason they were being hard asses with the security this year, like they've never been in the past, is because the night before on Saturday night, Somebody, some a drunken couple decided to just stumble into this fucking house made their way upstairs into some apartment that just happened to be vacant at the time. Like, somebody lives there. They just weren't at their apartment that night. So that's not vacant. Fucked fucked in their apartment. The guy comes back the next morning because he left his jacket there. And there was a dirty condom in the the room. So whosever apartment it was, was like, who the fuck are you? Whose jacket is this? Where's that condom from? And caused a big fucking scene, and that's why the security was there. Okay, so let me ask you this, Chris. If you came back to your humble abode and saw that there was a condom in the uh, trash can, would you have an issue with it? It's not me, of course. <laughs> so I, uh, when I lived in Hammond, I uh, let a buddy bang in my bed. I wasn't there for the weekend. And I hope you wouldn't be in the same bed. <laughs> and uh, when my when my girlfriend, the jokes on them. Chris had dried jizz in that bed. <laughs> Look at he's laughing because it's true. So when my girlfriend and I, my girlfriend at the time, uh, came back like the next day, you know, went to bed, woke up the next morning. We get up. She's got a condom wrapper, not the actual condom, but a condom wrapper stuck in her hair that my buddy had used the night before. Now, oh it is different God. because it was my friend, and it wasn't the actual condom itself. But Not a good look. I was, I, Yeah, I would be pissed if a random stranger who I didn't know stumbled in drunkenly and left a condom in my bed. So for all room. you podcast viewers out there, for St. Patty's Day in Baton Rouge, sneak in, bang in Chris's bed, leave your condom, make him a real unhappy man. Just know those sheets will not be clean. They won't be even any cleaner after somebody's done with them either. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to get in those crunchy sheets. Yeah, they were. I forgot they were giving us a lot of shit, and I remember I ended up dapping one of the dudes up. I don't. I don't remember why. Oh, you were being way too buddy buddy, but for some reason he was liking it. Yeah, I got the, I got the hood pass. You were coming across as a douche from afar, but he liked. It. <laughs> <laughs> I I was trying to big time him. It was funny. Yeah. So at the end of this night, I don't really remember setting my what. Keep going. I got one more before you talk about. Keep going. going. Home. So after that, we. Uh, we all we, we stayed at the party for a good little while, but we had got there early, so I think we left before midnight. We were there at least like six hours, though. We we had been getting fucked up since nine thirty in the morning. Yeah. So so we leave. Uh, we were all trying to go to the bar to meet Sherry, baby. Sherry, baby. Anyway, what I'm trying to get to is me, Melora, and Kruski were making our way over to the bar Sherry, baby was at, and I ran in 
to a couple of big marks for Super Brawl 1. Oh, really? Yeah. Over 150 views on YouTube. Oh. That's our, for the uninitiated, that's our wrestling match. Uh, Google, uh, go on YouTube, type in Talking Small Podcast, Super Brawl 1, and, uh, you know, feast your eyes on 20 20 minutes of glory. Five thumbs up, one thumbs down, Chris. (laughs) Who is this? Fuck that dude. (laughs) Does he know I got a concussion from Super Brawl 1? We we also played this in pre-gaming for Mardi Gras in front of a whole bunch of random girls who had, uh, you know, barely even know us. I didn't think they hated it as much as we thought they would. Oh, they liked it. How how many minutes of this did well, they Well, we make? watched the whole thing. <laughs> All 19. <laughs> we were in control of the TV. We're going the distance. So, yeah, I ran into uh, a Mr. Andrew who was fucking loving it. He was saying how he keeps watching it on YouTube. And then uh, his buddy, who watched all the Snapchats, but has yet to see the YouTube video, so of course I gave him the link. <laughs> they were marking out hard. Views. All right, so you, so you went home after uh, all that shenanigans at Ross's, right? Yeah, after all that, I ended up going back to the place I've been crashing at. Don't really remember setting my alarm, but I'll wake up on the couch... I go, oh, what the fuck time is it? It's 5 a.m. I got to drive back to Baton Rouge, which is like an hour and 10 minutes normally. So I'm driving. I'm like, I'm not even really out of the city yet. And I'm seeing a bunch of fucking lights stopped on the interstate. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? It's fucking, it's 530 in the morning. Like, there shouldn't be any traffic on the road. So I keep driving. It gets a little slowed down. And when I come to it, there's, I don't think it's quite an 18 wheeler, but it's about two thirds of the size. And it's on its side with the underside of it pointed towards oncoming traffic. And I'm like, that's not fucking good for business. It's fucking surreal seeing this after partying for three days straight running off no sleep, trying to drive back to go to work, and you see this shit. So, of course, like any, you know, millennial is going to do, you're going to slow down, take a Snapchat of it. So, take a Snapchat of it, keep going. There's another 18-wheeler that stopped a little bit past it, just completely fucking wrecked, but it's on its wheels. Take a Snapchat of that, too. And I and traffic keeps going. So I keep driving. And one of our buddies who works at night shift, if you listen to the last episode, it's Bobby. He goes, hey, uh, was that an AWG truck? I go, I don't fucking know. He goes, well, there was a truck scheduled to come to the warehouse around this time. And it was it should be here by now, but it was traveling that way. So it was one of the trucks that was supposed to go to Bob's warehouse was involved in that like massive 18 wheeler wreck. There was a lot of wrecks in the area. Some some people died drunk driving. You know, it's a bad thing. Trucks slipping over, groceries being late. <laughs> it's a bad time. Yeah, man. So it's basically Mardi Gras from the boys right there. I've always thought that you really can't get a DUI during Mardi Gras unless you run into a crowd like that. <laughs> like I've never seen. I've never. There's so many cops out on the streets because so many people are in the streets. And there's so many cops like 
dealing with that shit. There's no like DUI check. Chris, we're trying not to encourage DUIs right now, and then you're saying uh, if you, unless you're a fucking complete moron. <laughs> I, I think it's normal DUI rules. If you hit something, you're likely to get one. If you don't hit anything, it's not like they're going to randomly stop you. You basically, if you can steer clear or not fall asleep, you should be okay. And if you have a one star, you better disable it. That's definite subtweet right there. Build that fucking wall. Definite, definite subtweet. All right, yeah, definitely thank y'all for joining us on this episode. Totally Small Podcast. Remember, it's going to be March 18th in the Garden District. St. Patty's Day, Baton Rouge t-shirts. Retweet this episode for your chance to win a t-shirt. Let's do it.